Hi, my name David. Guy across from me, Thomas. We are back with another episode. Uh, a little bit different this time. I am going to give the facts to Thomas. And he is going to get it wrong. And we're going to see just how far David's slump is going to extend. I mean, you're not getting this one. Okay. I'm pretty confident in this one. Uh, I I found some more fun facts since my last facts weren't fun enough for you. I mean, they sucked. I mean, use your face, okay? Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, this team, this NFL team. Okay. Uh, or it is an NFL team. This NFL franchise's first draft pick was a guy named Art Lewis in 1936, who was an offensive tackle out of Ohio University. Is it the Baltimore or Indianapolis Colts? It is not. Wow. wow. Thomas, I'm not going to pick my favorite team or your favorite team. I've told you this. Uh, this team. You know who would say that, though? Someone who, someone would, who would pick it. Yeah. I thought about doing the Steelers just to throw you off, but no. This is, it's not the uh, Colts. Uh, this team has been to five Super Bowls and is 4-1 and one in those Super Bowls. And uh, the, the interesting fact about their Super Bowls is they were trailing at halftime of all five of those Super Bowls. Give me the Minnesota Vikings. Incorrect. Okay. Have okay. they been to five Super Bowls? They've been, they, they went to a few there for a minute. Oh, fair enough. In like the 90s, 80s. They were pretty good. Fair enough. Uh, this team is one of only two teams in the NFL to have their player numbers on both the front and the back of their helmets. Oh, oh, that's 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 something I should know. Give me the New York Giants. I hate you. <laughs> How did you know that? How did you know that? <laughs> the other team that also has the front and the back yeah. is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know if you knew that. Did that? Did you really know that, or was that just a guess? Uh, I knew that the Steelers did, and then I started trying to like rack my brain, and I remember the like uh, David Tyree catch, the helmet catch. Oh. I remembered that you could see the numbers on the front and Dang. the back. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Well, the last two clues uh, in the time when baseball was far and away the most popular sport in the U.S. Uh, this original owner of this team, Tim Mara, I guess I can say it now yeah. um, because you know it. Uh, Tim Mara, the original owner of the Giants, who, fun fact, bought the Giants for $500. Wow. Yeah, real. Uh, anyway, he named the team after the San Francisco Giants in baseball in hopes that the team would get the same recognition as the sport of baseball. Uh, I think it worked. I don't know about... I mean, specifically got, that team, the NFL, as far and away surpassed uh, the the MLB. Uh, now, the last hint, this one might have given it away, uh, but the New York Giants are the second oldest franchise in the NFL. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Dang, should have made that one a little earlier. But yeah, uh, the second oldest franchise in the NFL, can you name the oldest? The oldest? I'll give you a hint, they won the first Super Bowl. Oh, Green Bay. Yeah. <sighs> I hate you. I love you. I don't hate you, but I hate that you're really good at this for some reason. You've gotten good at stumping me. You're obviously good at guessing as well, which yeah. is just 
If you if you can't take the heat, annoying. get out of the kitchen, my guy. Uh, but not only are you very, very good at this game, uh, there's also a guy named uh, Holland who plays for Manchester City who is yeah. apparently really, really good at soccer. Yeah, uh, so good that there's a petition that is going in front of Parliament to have him deported. For scoring too many goals. Scoring too many goals. So, like, the <laughs> Premier League is good. The Premier League is the Premier League in soccer. Like, is it? It is aptly named. It's the Premier League? Yeah. I mean, just in terms of, like, it's the SEC of college football. The Premier League is the soccer, what the SEC is to college football. It yeah. is. Yeah, like, yeah. there's other leagues that are good and there's competition, but, like, in terms of, like, just, like, the deepness. Yeah. Comparatively, the Premier League is it. Uh, Holland, this year, became the fastest player to score 15 league goals. The previous record was in 15 games. Can you just take a stab? Eight. Close. Nine. Jeez. Which is just unreasonably that's ridiculous like to put this into perspective if he like his current 15 goals and fifth and nine premier league games if he was on if we put those numbers on the team last year this is the best this team won the premier league i believe last year right wow yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he would be leading last year's team and goals wow yeah man this is this is funny the way Parliament works, supposedly, is uh, you get if you get so many signatures on a petition, it has to go in front of Parliament, and they have to at least deliberate on it. Right. Um, supposedly. Now, I do not know the ins and outs of English Parliament. I don't know about you. I don't know how true that is, but that's what I've read. That's what I've heard. In uh, this signature or this petition has over two million signatures. Uh, that's a lot of people. That's a point. Me, Erling me, Holland for scoring too many goals. That's just, I mean, that's fantastic. And if you don't know, uh, in soccer, they do stats in, like, all competitions, right? Before we, you know, get too yeah. far ahead. Uh, because there's tournament games, there's cup games, there's all these games that are outside of just the regular season. In all competitions, he has 20 goals and 3 assists in 13 games. Is that is that good? I think so. Yeah. 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 It's pretty dang I, um, good. I mean, what the? You're not supposed to be able to score like this. Yeah, man. Not only is he, not only is he doing it, he's doing it really, really well to the point where he's made so many people in England mad that they want him deported for scoring too many goals. Which, like, isn't that all we want in life? To be so good, we piss people off. We have seen so much of American sport, like, in the court system and, like, with our government, you know, with, like, Dan Snyder and all that. And it's always been for something so dark. Yeah. And then we see this. And it, it is, like, it's funny. Yeah. You know? Like, that's hilarious. Yeah, it is. Can you imagine, like, how, how, can you imagine you're a member of parliament? You are dealing with hot button issues the entire time and then you get this and heaven forbid dude someone stands up a manchester united fan stands up and goes yeah you need to send them out of here or send them out of here 
That's what? What that was, was the that? worst? That British was so accent bad. That wasn't I've even a British heard. accent. That in was, my life, that was just like in a different American. That was accent. not good. That ah. was not good. Teas and crumpets. It's also not good. I'd like to see you do better. I mean, I can. Okay. Okay. Do All it. right. So I'm a member of English Parliament. Yep. The king has officially taken office. He's moved into Buckingham Palace. And I, I think he's get along, getting along quite well. Now, our next order of business. A petition has been signed by the people of England to... Uh, yeah, I'm reading this right. To deport Erling Holland for scoring too many goals. Don't they like... Do the like smacking of the table thing when they like agree or whatever, like the hollering. The extent of my knowledge of Parliament is what I saw in the Princess Diaries. Mine is uh, Peaky Blinders. And V for Vendetta. Either way, it's just dumb. Yeah, but I think we we established what needed to be established here, which is one, Erling Holland is good. And two, my British accent is significantly better than yours. I mean, you can't prove that. I mean, I feel like it's objective. Technically, you can't. Or it's subjective. You exactly. can't prove anything. Exactly. That's so subjective. To me, my British accent is better than yours. But, like, everybody subjectively thinks mine is better. There's no, there, there's no one here to, to corroborate that. I, I have, People don't need to be here. That's just... I mean, that's a fact. We'll, we'll ask people. Don't worry. I mean, we don't have to. I mean, we're going to. Oh, no. Anyway, uh, moving on to a different sport that is also very, very good. Hockey's back, baby. Hockey's back, baby! Uh, the NHL opening up its regular season before the preseason had concluded. Kind of threw us a little, little bit weird. of a... A little weird. weird. But uh, the Nashville Predators and San Jose Sharks go to the Czech Republic to play a doubleheader. To open up the regular season, the Preds took both games pretty handedly. Not not out of the water, like one goal games, but the, the ice was tilted one direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, the Preds are going to win the Stanley Cup. There's no question. Started off 2-0-0. Uh, we're, the first game absolutely lights out, man. Uh, on 31 shots on goal, UC Soros stopped 30 of them. Uh, the Sharks only score one goal. The Preds, meanwhile, score four. Absolute blowout. UC Soros is going to win the Vesna, obviously. And then newcomers, Kiefer Sherwood, Nino Niederreiter, and Ryan McDonough all scoring points in this first game, which is absolutely what you want to see uh, in your first game. Your new acquisitions immediately coming in and making an impact. Absolutely love it. Also, how cool is it for the San Jose Sharks' Thomas Hurdle to get to score a goal in your hometown? Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, I think I think it's really cool when the NHL goes out. I think it's really cool when any of the leagues go out of the country to grow the sport, to play in these areas that don't get to see this level of competition as regularly as we do. And I feel like we kind of take it for granted sometimes. Yeah, man, Absolutely. Um, we obviously grow up in a place where sports like dominates the country. Sports dominate the zeitgeist. There are millions and millions of people who watch uh, locally every single week to all of these different sports. Uh, but 
Well, we don't really take into consideration, like you said, we take for granted, is the fact that Major League Baseball, National League Hockey, National Football League, and the National Basketball Association all have, like, most of them have national in the name. And that national uh, refers to the nation of the U.S., right? Of, like, right. North some, America. Some Canadian teams. But... Yeah, a few here and there. But, like, for the majority, the NBA, MLB... NHL and NFL are all North American sports. And so this idea of like going to other countries where you know there are fans. Like there are yeah, hockey a is ton of fans huge in Europe and, in Europe. Yeah. So going over there, being able to give those people the chance to also experience live and in person, not just on the television cuz like I firmly believe a hockey game is the best sporting event to go to. Uh, absolutely incredible. It's electric every time. There's not a bad seat in Bridgestone, like anywhere. Literally well, nosebleed, very top. Some some stadiums do have bad seats. I don't believe uh, Notably that. the Islanders no. when they were in Barclays. Uh, no. There were a good 4,000 seats that the Jumbotron blocked the view of the ice. Doesn't matter. No bad seats in a hockey arena. <laughs> okay. But uh, I think it's cool. I'm like you. I think it's really, really cool. Give them a chance to get that in-person hockey action. Uh, and I like the idea, like, not only do we see, obviously, Hurdle scoring a goal in his hometown, but also uh, Nino Niederreiter and Roman Yossi got to visit their towns, like, on the trip, uh, including the hospital that Roman Yossi was born in, where the entire team, the entire Preds team, went to go take pictures with these kids that were in this hospital, uh, which was just really, really cool. But giving them a chance to go home for the people to see, I don't why are you looking at me like that? Oh, nothing. Just... Jackson Pop. Oh. But, uh, no, I mean, that is cool. It's going to be something that they like, that these kids remember for the rest of their life. Yeah. Uh, th- I mean, the one's old enough to, yeah. you know. But, I mean, you're, the best hockey players in the world play in the NHL, if they can. Yeah. Uh, and this NHL team, again, you know, they're not over in the Czech Republic ever. So, like, the one time that they're there, they make that stop, spend the day putting smiles on these kids' faces. These kids who are not probably used to seeing high-profile professional athletes in person. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, there there are local leagues that do very well popularity-wise. But, you know, every, like, some of these names are worldwide household names. Yeah, oh, within yeah. Within the sport. And you're not really even getting to see that product on the TV, much less in person. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really, really cool. <clears throat> I like the idea of the uh, institution of leagues playing overseas. I think it's great. For sure. Um, but back to the game. Uh, again, we told you about the first game. Preds won it easily. In the second game, it looked like the Preds won it easily. I mean, it didn't look like uh, a crazy, like, close game. The Preds looked to be in control for the majority of it. Uh, again... Uh, the Sharks had 33 shots on goal. Uh, UC making his very early push to win the Vesna Trophy, stopping 31 of those 33 shots. So the Sharks were only able to score twice. Meanwhile, uh, Nashville continuing with the offensive efficiency and 18 shots on goal, scoring three goals, which is fantastic. And, uh, yeah, man, it's I was already excited about the season as a Preds fan. I'm even more excited now. And after those two games, I'm just excited for hockey, man. Well, I I'm think, so excited for regular season hockey. I think it is important to temper expectations from these first two games because they were against the Sharks. I mean, we're 82-0. I don't 
82 and 0? 82 0 and 0. Oh, oh, yeah. Excuse me, excuse me. I guess we'll find out. But uh, some stuff outside of the start of the regular season, just some minor moves made in the NHL around, around the league. You could say minor, but uh, Chicago acquires Jason Dickinson and a second round pick for defenseman Riley Stillman, who is former fourth round pick, has 18 points in 108 games. The reason I thought that was worth mentioning is Chicago rebuilding gets a great return on value for an asset that's up underperformed. And, yeah, I mean, a second round pick, like just like if you take away Jason Dickinson and it was Riley Stillman for a second, I mean, you take he was picked with the fourth round pick, you got him in a trade. And 18 points in 108 games is not great. No, no. But I mean, if he's a defensive defenseman, that's a different story. But your team yeah. is rebuilding. Bring in those pieces that you can use to rebuild. Yeah, I mean, for sure. For second sure. round picks are valuable. Uh, let's see. Mackenzie Weger re-signing in Calgary. Part of that major blockbuster trade this summer. Eight-year deal for $6.25 mil a year. Oh, that's great. That is great. It's a, it's, a, it's a bit much right now, but I think in two years, that's going to be one of the bigger steals in the league. And that's like, with the term, That's he's getting better and better every year. With the term... The cap's going to start going up In a few years again. when he's worth 9 mil, only having to pay him 6. Yeah, that's great for Abs- Calgary. Yeah. And then the Matthew Barzell re-signing in New York for the Islanders. Eight-year, 9.15 mil a year. Oh, oh gosh. That's a lot. That is a lot of money. But they, I mean, Barzell's great. He is. He is. And for a team that's as offensively challenged as the Islanders you are. You need to keep what you can. Yeah, you need to keep the pieces you have. And hope that they help you lure more pieces into the building via yeah. free agency. Yeah. So, uh, the NHL season gets going on a full swing here in a couple days. And then it'll be a nonstop race until April when the playoffs happen. Or March. March. Yeah. March or April. Uh, man, I am... So beyond excited. When that does happen, obviously, we will dive a lot more into hockey oh, to keep sure. you guys informed and updated. Um, until then, man, we're just, we're ready. Playoffs. Ready for talking the about, beginning. Talking about playoffs? It's not time for the NHL playoffs yet. But you know what time it is for. What's that? The MLB playoffs. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. We're in October. Hockey's back. So are the MLB playoffs, this baby. Is, this is the best month of the year for sports. Oh, absolutely. We've said it before. I'll say it again. I will beat that dead horse all I can, man. October is by far and away the best uh, season or best month for sports. Absolutely. Although last time we talked about it, we said NFL teams finally started to figure out what who they were in October. It seems like a lot of those have not yet. No. <laughs> but we'll talk about that in a different podcast. Uh, yeah, man. So the wild card round started last week in Major League Baseball and. A new thing this year, the wild card round is now three games instead of just the one and done. That's good. I think it's fantastic. It's real weird. As a guy who's been watching baseball forever, it is very, very weird. Uh, I saw game one and I was like, game one? What? Oh, yeah. But it is a three-game series now, which again, I think is really, really good. Because you have teams that you know win a lot of games and do really, really well, but aren't the first or second seed in their division. Uh, and so... They it's a one and done. If they have one off night, they're yeah. gone forever, which is obviously not, I don't think, fair. I think in a sport like baseball, 
Really, any sport outside of football, you need to have more than one game. And I would love it in football, but that's just not feasible. Not at all. Yeah. Too much contact, too much, you know, injury risk, all that good stuff. But uh, anyway, first round of the playoffs, wild card round was really, really good. Uh, Over on the NL side, we'll start the Phillies and the Cardinals played in the wild card round. And the Phillies swept the Cardinals, which was surprising to me. The Cardinals look good coming into the season, but uh, alas, Philly comes out on top. And so they will play the Braves in the the NLDS, which I don't think is going to go very well for the Phillies. Uh, But we'll see. We'll see. On the other side, we had San Diego and New York. And this man is... It's great for me as a Yankees fan watching the Mets suffer. Uh, But if you're a Mets fan, this has got to be incredibly disappointing. The Mets started off fantastically. They uh, were, I mean, absolutely dominating. At one point, they had a 15-game lead in their division, in which case they wouldn't have even been in this wild card game. But they tripped up a lot towards the end of the season. Meanwhile, the Braves got super hot. So the Braves came up at the end of the season. No. The Braves came up at the end of the season and stole the division, which is why they got the first round by, which is what put the Mets in this wild card round with the Padres. And uh, wait, are we talking about the Braves or the Padres? We're talking about the Padres and the Mets. You said the Braves. Yes, because the Braves beat out the Mets for the division, oh, 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 oh. which is what I'm put the Mets up. in the wild card round and not in the first round by. To automatically play sports for the division series. Yes, but the the Mets blew the division lead to the Braves. So the Braves get the bye. The Mets have to play in the wild card. They lose game one, come back to win game two, and then uh, in very Mets fashion, lose in game three and get bounced early in the, the playoffs. Mets, aren't the Mets like cursed or something? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm not crazy, right? That's no. a thing. No, yes, it is. They're like the Detroit Lions of baseball. Which, like, they're due. The uh, curse for the uh, Bruins? The curse for the Red Sox was broken in the mid-2000s. The curse for the uh, Cubs was broken in 2016. And, uh, you know, they're due for their curse to be broken. But not this year. The Padres will move on to go to the Dodgers. And I think this surprises me because the Dodgers... Not the Dodgers. But the Padres obviously lost a massive piece in Tatis being suspended for 80 games. But they got Um, Juan Soto and Josh Bell in. They did bring in Juan Soto. They did bring in Josh Bell. They still have Manny Machado, who has seemed to have a return to form this season. Um, But a lot of people immediately wrote off the Padres as soon as Tatis got popped. Um, But they've made a push. Can we talk about how crazy it is that you were able to get Juan Soto and Josh Bell in a trade? Yeah, I mean, Josh Bell wasn't exactly playing as well as he was right, right. But like his rookie season this year, but but I, he's still a relevant player. Oh yeah. to get with Juan yeah. Soto, you know, absolutely. And I mean, it was a massive trade for the Padres. It didn't look to be going great at the beginning of that trade, but um the team has got it together man the team has got it together they made the playoffs they knocked out the Mets in the first round I do think this little run does end against the Dodgers though I think it's going to be the Dodgers knocking them out in the DS and then in the NLCS I think it's going to be the Braves and the Dodgers with the Braves coming out on top just because of how smoking hot they have been as of late and uh making it to the World Series but now on the AL side uh, you had the Tampa Bay Rays and the Cleveland Guardians. Now, this is 
wild. The Guardians were expected to not do anything this year as far as playoffs go. But the Guardians surprised a lot of people, myself included. They did not, they were not projected to win many games at the beginning of the season. Uh, but they came out really, really late, pretty hot, really hot, actually, ended up making the playoffs and sweeping the Rays in the wild card round to come up to face the Yankees in the ALC or at the ALDS. And then on the other side, you had the Seattle Mariners and the Toronto Blue Jays. Now we talked a couple pods ago about the Mariners and their lack of success uh, in the sport of baseball, but they came out and showed the, the Toronto Blue Jays what's up. And because of it, the Seattle Mariners have come out into the, ALCS and are going to be facing the Houston Astros, uh, which does not bode super well for the Mariners. I will say the Astros have been uh, far and away the best team in the American League, especially since the the snide that the Yankees hit uh, around August. And so the Houston Astros look absolutely phenomenal. I think the Astros coming out of that come out of that uh, series. I think the Yankees are going to get it done against the Guardians. The Yankees have finally returned to form, been playing really well here at the end of the season. Uh, and so I think in the ALDS, it's going to be Yankees and Astros. And, uh, I mean, call it bias. Call it knowing what good baseball looks like. The Yankees are going to pull out of the ALDS. They're going to face the Braves in the World Series. Uh, or the ALCS, I'm sorry. And uh, I, think it's, I think it's going to be a Yankees dub. I think this is the chase for 28 comes to an end this year. I think the Yankees take home the World Series. I mean, they definitely have lightning in a bottle with Aaron Judge. Yeah, they do. Man's been on historic pace. I don't see it stopping in the playoffs. But all those games, by the way, all games in the CS start on Tuesday. So if you're going to be looking for that tomorrow night, if you're looking to watch those, Tuesday night is when those games begin. Be sure to watch them. Uh, It's going to be a whole lot of fun. I'm excited, man. Playoff baseball is here. Playoff baseball looks really fun. And this um, is this is the only time of the year that baseball is watchable on TV. I mean, that's just not true. But I will say in a lot I feel like in a lot in sports every year, you have teams that don't deserve to be there, there. Right. Right? A bad division gives you a team in the playoffs. We remember the NFC East putting in a team yeah. with a losing record. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's not not the only time that's happened. The NFC South has done it too. But uh, this year, it seems like all these teams have earned a spot in these playoffs. I guess it's also 162 games. You don't get there by accident, right? Only 12 teams each. Right. Um, but this looks like it's shaping up to be a really, really fun postseason, and I am excited to uh, get into it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I love sports. They're pretty cool. Did you see that video of those Mariners fans? I did, man. Uh, during that comeback, just, you know, they're watching the game intently, and then they start arms around each other, singing and dancing, and just so happy. Yeah, it looked like a... You know? It looked like they were at work. And, like, either they saw the game or they got the news that uh, the, the Mariners had won. And, I mean, like we said, Mariners, not a lot of success in the, the history of the franchise. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's incredible. You have these three guys watching the TV, and the Mariners complete the comeback. They start, you know, singing and dancing and hollering. And during the while their arms around each other kind of like dancing in a circle, while they're doing that, this 
other guy just comes like skipping in from off camera, dancing yeah. his way into the circle and they just join together and it's just this beautiful moment that kind of like reminds us like just like what sports place is in society. Yeah, man. You know, and it's it's just it, every time we see it, it's just so wonderful. Yeah, dude, sports I think have such a like it's more than just a game. Like a lot of times, like I've heard athletes say, "Oh yeah, I get to play a game for a living. Like I'm blessed." But I feel like that undermines the experience of the fan. Technically, by definition, at the very root, by definition, by definition, it is. I mean, just a game, yeah. right? But when it comes down to it, man, it's something that I think is a unifier. It is something I think that brings people together. And it's something that I think is one of the few things in this world where when this thing is happening, there are people from all different backgrounds and histories and ethnicities and races and genders all focusing on this one thing with the same goal in mind, which is to watch, enjoy, and uh, and root for somebody. Which yeah. I think is a really, really cool thing about sports. And I mean, sports moments sometimes come... And the times we need them the most. What I mean by that, that was very poor wording. <laughs> uh, what I mean by that is sometimes sports lift us up when we need it to the most. Yeah. And uh, like, it's like we're talking about this where these guys are celebrating their team moving up in the playoffs and whatever. But sometimes the most like jaw drop, like chill generating moments in sports fall like the greatest tragedies yeah oh yeah like go back to uh the boston marathon Mm -hmm. uh the first david ortiz giving his speech in front of a packed stadium i I cried when he gave that speech the first game after what happened happened yeah you have the uh boston bruins playing their first game and the entire stadium singing the national anthem together yeah like you have uh, Bush's pitch following 9-11. Like, it's these moments that just, like, kind of unite us all together and bring it. It doesn't matter, you know, what's going on over here in this person's life, what's going on here in this person's life. The day I... I can pinpoint the exact moment that I wanted to contribute something into sports. The exact second. What was that? I was at the Western Conference Finals for the Nashville Predators against the Anaheim Ducks. Preds jump out to a huge lead. The Ducks crawl back. And Colton Sissons, who at the, he, he's, a, he's a fan favorite, but at this time was not really super established in the roster, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. scores a hat trick, getting the hat trick goal that would become the game-winning goal, if I remember correctly, uh, with like four minutes left in the game. And this random person who I hadn't spoken a word to <laughs> the entire game, never interacted with in my entire life, we just started, we hugged each other and started jumping and just pure joy, yeah, pure happiness. And like to be experiencing that moment with 30,000 people, you know, I'm sure not everyone had a great day that day. I'm not sure everyone's life was, you know, peachy. Yeah. I'm sure there are quite a few people there whose lives were falling apart. They were having the worst day of their life, possibly. But this one game 
just takes away the stress from all of that for even just a moment, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. And I think, like, I mean, just to go off that, I don't think I've ever been to a Preds game or a Titans game where, like, I haven't struck up a random conversation with someone I had never met in my life. Right. Because things happen and it brings, like, I mean, like we've said already, it brings people together. People who would normally never see each other, never interact with one another, to celebrate with one another, to bicker with one another in a fun way. One time I went to a Titans game with my sister. It was a Titans-Colts game. And there were these people next to us. And the Colts made got like a first down. And I jumped up and I screamed, yeah, and uh, my sister just looks over at the people next to her and goes, sorry, he's a Colts fan. And boom, the rest of the game, we talked to these folks. And we, I mean, it was a great time. A little give and take, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, we had a little bicker back and forth. But, like, it was a really good time. It was a really enjoyable time. They were fun. Uh, we had a good time talking to them. And it's just, like, it's this thing that can, like you said, immediately take away the stress of whatever else you got going on. It gives you something to focus on, something to root for, something to... Uh, really connect you with a lot of different people as well. And I think it's something that has such a, like a, a vast importance that I think we don't recognize often enough just in like society as a whole. Yeah. And then, I mean, even on like a bigger, a bigger example, I mean, look at the saints following Katrina. I mean, during yeah. Katrina, they opened up the Superdome to be a shelter yeah. while you know, while it could. And like, you know, this team not only becomes your safe place, but it becomes like your mentally safe, like mental safe place, but it becomes your physical safe place. Yeah. Like I used to always say like, Oh, my happy place is Bridgestone arena. That's my happy place. Yeah. And I, you know, it was more or less a joke, but as I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize, you know what? It, it wasn't as much of a joke as I thought it was. Yeah. And then, you know, going back to New Orleans, the team winning the Super Bowl following that hurricane. I mean, the impact that it must have had on the residents of New Orleans had to have been immeasurable. Just to not sound like an absolute terrible person. Jerk waffle. Uh, jerk I waffle? Will, I will not get into the fact that the officiating was horrible in that game and the Colts should have won if it wasn't for the bad officiating. Um, but regardless of who should have won that game, be careful. You might get yourself into a sticky situation here. Yeah, jerk waffle. Ah, because waffles have syrup and yeah, yeah, that was yeah. bad, man. Yeah. That, that was a reach. Not gonna lie to you. But anyway, um, regardless of who should have won the game, if the officiating was done properly, um, it did have a massive impact on the city of New Orleans. And not just them, but like also Drew Brees, who had already been accepted by them, but then, I mean, really, really became the city's quarterback, right? Yeah. And Sean I mean, Payton, too. That season, you could tell that the team was playing for their oh, city. Oh, yeah. 13 and 3. They started the season 13 and 0, suffered their first loss, of course, by the Colts, uh, also 13 and 0. They got, they got it. They got, they made up um, for it. <clears throat> yeah, well. They wouldn't have if the officials were. Uh, no, not going to get into that. It did have a massive impact on the city. And like you said, um, a time where they needed something, they needed comfort, was brought in the form of this, again, quote-unquote game, which sounds silly, but is 
so much more than we ever right realize until those moments so let me like this a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this probably Whenever I see, like, you know, the money that's thrown around for, like, new stadiums, this, that, whatever, when it comes to sport, I can't help but just think, like, yeah, it's worth it. Because, like, I mean, like, that that impact on society, that impact on everyone's morale, I think is more important than, you know, we give it credit for. Yeah, so I think that's the key right there, is that people don't realize we overlook the impact that sports has on society. And so when we talk, people all the time complain about how much money athletes make, how much money they spend on stadiums. And um, because they're overlooking how important sports are. Like, I mean, during the pandemic, when everything was shutting down, sports were deemed essential. Yeah. Right. And that's for a reason. And so I don't know, man. There's I a just reason think, they put them up in bu- a bubble. Yeah. And, yeah, it's because the world needed sports. It's not like, I don't know. I, I agree with you. I agree. And I think it is worth it in most cases. Before we transition, it's also something that we didn't really hit on. It's also super important on a small scale. We talked about the big scale. We talked about the pro scale. But like just like youth league sports. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, like you're teaching people to come together with people who come from different backgrounds. And you guys are working toward a common goal. You are sweating together. You are working together. You are committing to each other. And you learn a lot in team sports too. You learn about discipline. You learn about teamwork. You learn about the importance of healthy competition, right? Um, You learn how to lose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, we've heard like people like Pat McAfee and other athletes talk about um, the importance of being in a locker room. Like Pat has said, he grew up with a bunch of people like him. And then he made it to West Virginia football and that locker room and then the NFL locker room, seeing guys of all different religions and races and ethnicities and like... Sometimes different countries of origin. Yeah, exactly. Different people from different countries, people who like different kinds of music, people who like uh, different kinds of foods, getting to experience all of that really can change, I think, how you look at people because the fact of the matter is when you grow up, and live your entire life around the same people, you don't get a good understanding of the human race. Uh, and so I think it's a really, really cool thing. I hadn't even thought about that, what it means to like little kids, just like rec sports. Yeah, I think that's huge. Yeah. But the last thing I'll say about it um, is I also think sports has given a lot of people a really important platform as well. Uh, you look at people like Shaquille O'Neal and the philanthropic efforts of Shaquille O'Neal, how much money he has donated, the, the the stories we see about him finding kids in shoe stores and buying them like custom made shoes and like him donating laptops to schools. We look at LeBron and what he did with the I Promise School. You don't have to agree with everything, maybe politically that athletes say or do, but you it, it you can't deny the impact that they have had on a significant number of people. Like I mean, we just talked about. Um, the impact that the Preds had on that on that hospital full of kids, right? Where they all went in to take pictures with them. I mean, it's the athletes themselves being lifted on a pedestal that a lot of people say they shouldn't be on, but it gives them a platform to speak and a platform to use the money that they have been given, the time that they have been blessed with, to really, really make a massive impact on just a 
significant number of people who are in great need that without sports would never see that need, unfortunately. Yeah, and I just I'm just thankful that we have sports. Yeah, man. Me too. But big fan. On to our last segment today. We've teased it. We have. We're gonna be doing the draft that we did last time. But two times ago. But with a twist. So Or or should we say with a spin. <laughs> with a spin. <laughs> no, no. no, you'll get that later. So last time David and I drafted athletes we think would make good football players this was just to kind of like ease you guys into this segment today we're drafting cereal but we have put 30 different cereals on a wheel and we are going to spin the wheel to the side who gets what so we are auto drafting then we have to defend our teams and you guys get to tell us who won yeah so this one is a little bit different because we don't get to pick our teams so, Last time, we clearly established my dominance as a picker. I'm a much better picker than you. I mean, I got Joey Chestnut. You based on, yeah, exactly. You got Joey Chestnut. Exa- that yeah. was your ace. Literally, exactly. exactly. But anyway, this time, it's completely random. 30 different cereals on the board. We have no idea. So we have good cereals? just going to have to get lucky or make a really good argument. We have good cereals, we have okay cereals, and we have bad, bad cereals. cereals. Since David got the first pick last time, I get the first pick this time, and we are ready to spin the wheel. All right. It is spinning right now. I'm very excited for you to get Raisin Bran. I got <laughs> life. You got life. I have. Uh, oh man! I gotta be honest. I've never had life. Well, it's not good. It's oh. uh, very flavorless and uh, yeah, not great. But isn't it good for you? I mean, that's what they say. It but gives you the gift of life. The first spin of the wheel for me. My first pick is going to be tricks. Tricks. Not bad. That's a pretty good start. Definitely not a great first round pick, better but than not life. bad. Oh, way better than life. Man. Okay, second pick is in, and I got Pop-Tart Crunch. Oh, that's... Oh, oh. that's... Oh. Do you if know you don't how know, many options I have now? If you don't know what Pop-Tart Crunch is, this is when Pop-Tarts had a cereal. And what they would do is randomly, like, whatever flavor you wanted, basically, they had it in a cereal. And they would put this cereal into... Or they would put the Pop-Tart into a cereal. But uh, Pop Tart's anyway. pretty good. Brown sugar yeah. cinnamon is goaded. David. Alas, my second pick is going to be my favorite cereal of all time, baby. Crunch berries. Let's go. You're done. I win. Bro, you are very fruit fruit centered. Right I don't now. care. I win. Bro, pull your biasness out. I got wheat checks. So. <laughs> Listen, listen. Not even the best of the checks. Wheat checks is essential in checks mix, though. It is essential. But corn checks are the only good checks if you're eating them as cereal. Yeah, but it's just cereal. This is a cereal draft. This is not a snack draft. We're drafting cereals. That doesn't mean we have to eat them as cereals. That means that we can use those ingredients in something else. This is a cereal draft. This is not a snack draft. We are not taking these and making them into snacks. This is a cereal draft. Cereal is a snack. Cereal is not a snack. Cereal is a snack. Cereal is a meal. No, cereal and toast is a meal. But cereal itself is a snack. (laughs) Anyway, with my third pick... I'm continuing with the theme of fruit, apparently, and fruity going pebbles. fruity pebbles. Hey, at least I'm getting the good fruity cereals. Yeah, but dude, if you, you get know? all fruit cereal, like I don't yeah, think not you can be great. win. 
just I mean, by not, default. Not going to be great, for sure. My next pick is Cookie Crisp. Mid. Mid. Overrated. Oh. Overrated. Cookie Crisp is not that good. Bro, who doesn't want cookies for breakfast? They're not cookies. They are. They they're have crisp. a bad texture. They're cookie nah. crisps. Nah. That's literally what they are. Nah, bro. But I'm going to go ahead uh, with my fourth pick and grab some Cap'n Crunch. All right. I'll take that. Takes away from the fruit. Again, a fantastic kind of feels cereal. like you're cheating because you have Crunch Berries and Captain Crunch. Not my fault. That should be illegal. Not my fault, bro. Mix my the last pick is cornflakes. Not bad. You can't, dude. As it's far a, as the bland, as far as the bland cereals go, that's probably the best one you could have got. And it's healthy, bro. I'm healthy. I don't know that any of these cereals are what I would qualify as healthy. Uh, life with the exception of raisin bran. All right, what am I getting? What am I getting for my last pick? Special, Special K. K. Talk about healthy, baby. Talk about healthy, baby. Okay, okay. So the question is, is which one of these would you rather open your cupboard to? Life, Pop-Tart Crunch, Wheat Checks, Cookie Crisp, and Corn Flakes, or Tricks, Crunch Berries, Fruity Pebbles, Captain Crunch, and Special K? This isn't even a question. It is a You're it right. Is, this is not even a question. I won this. You, you won this? Pop-Tart Crunch is carrying your team. Okay, let me tell you. Let me tell you something about your team. Tricks. Fantastic. Mid. Mid. What do you mean mid? Mid. It's the most mid of all the cereal mid. I got, but it's still elite. Mid. Special K. Midder. Special K is is the healthy version, and it's not bad. You can get some Fruity good special pebbles. K. Fruity you can get some pebbles? good special K. Belongs in the trash can. That is cereal. Not, that is cereal that is blasphemy. Hold on, hold that on. fast hold on. is ridiculous. Hold on, it's that the, is it's blasphemy. Intuitive. It's not as good as Cocoa Pebbles. Who? But that's like saying. Suck. But that's like saying Josh Allen isn't as good as Patrick Mahomes because no. they're both goats. No, 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 no. What do you that's mean? Like saying, that's like saying Josh Rosen isn't as good as Sam Darnold. That's what that's saying. No, oh my gosh. Yeah. Cocoa Pebbles are delicious. You just buy Cocoa Pebbles. Yeah, so I am very qualified to speak on how much they suck. No, Fruity Pebbles are elite. Do are you, not come any at cereal, me. Top 10 all time. Any cereal that gets soggy before the milk all hits the cereal soggy. is ridiculous. Oh, you're being over dramatic. You're being over dramatic. Anyways, Crunch Berries, mid. Do so not mid. even. Crunchberry should be discontinued. Top three cereal Captain all Crunch? time, objectively. Personally, my favorite. No. Objectively, no. top three no. all time. No. no. All no. time. No. Crunchberries no. are elite, dude. No. Because they're not too fruity. No. They're not too fruity no. like some other cereals. They're the perfect level of fruit and like savoriness. Your a little team bit. is being nah, carried bro. by Captain Crunch, and you know it. Nah, bro. Nah, you are insane. Crunchberries are. And let me tell Far you, and away, let me tell you, let me tell, the best cereal to ever exist. Let me tell you, Captain Crunch don't hold a candle to Pop Tart Crunch or Cookie Crisp. Not true. Cookie Crisp is it's not cookies for breakfast. Those little things, eat them without milk. They taste nothing like cookies. But you're supposed okay? to eat cereal with milk. Eat it with milk. Tastes nothing like cookies and milk. Cookie Crisp are mid. They're fine if it's all they have left in the grocery store. I'm not saying you should wait to buy cereal until your next grocery trip. Okay, well, what are, I have but they're like crunch. they're not good, and that's carrying your team. It's the that's only because it's goaded. It's the only elite cereal on your team. Oh, Wheat Checks is elite. I got three elite cereals I on have, my team. I have Life, bro. Oh yeah, Ooh, There's a reason it's called Life. I also have cornflakes, bro. I have the OGs. Nah, yeah, you have the OGs, and you know what the thing about the OGs is? What better has come along? You know what the thing is? They're OGs because they started the game. These guys perfected the game. There would be no Crunch Berries. Without cornflakes or life. When we talk about OGs, 
in in sports. None of them are the goats. Bart Starr is not one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. When we talk about OGs, yeah, they may have started the game. You're being ridiculous. But guys like Manning, guys like Brady, guys like Roethlisberger, they perfected. I need you to be objective. Here. So yeah, you've got folks like uh, you got the OGs like Cornflakes. Gordy Wayne Howe. Gretzky is not an OG in hockey. Gordy Howe hockey is. was around for 50 years before Wayne Gretzky. Gordy Howe. And Gordy Howe is the exception, not the rule. Okay, and cornflakes in life are certainly not the exception. Well, you know what? They're else? the definition of. You know the what rule. else isn't an ex- isn't exceptional? Crunchberries. Crunchberries are elite, dude. You are wrong, bro. You're like you this is just like, this is objective you, fact. You sound like Mel Kiper Junior right now, being like, "Oh, Josh Rosen's going to be a guy because he has a hot tub in his apartment." You I've never know. once said a quarterback in the draft is going to be a guy, except for Trevor Lawrence. No, I'm saying that's what you sound like right now. Well, it's not what I'm saying. But that because is... Because I am right. You're, oh, you're right about yes. your mid-serial? Here's Get the difference. Here, bro. We didn't know anything about Josh Rosen coming in the draft. Let me ask you. Let we ask know you. everything about Crunchberries, and they are elite. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. White toast or wheat toast? White toast? What do you what mean? What the... What is wrong with you? I... Well, I think you just... Let wheat? everyone know who was right in this decision. Wheat toast. Everyone prefers wheat and sourdough. If you're feeling bougie, sourdough. Sourdough slaps. Obviously elite. Sourdough is fantastic. But, but wheat, white and wheat. Wheat. White is so much better than wheat. No, it's not. White is more flavor. White is more fluffiness. Wheat is garbage. White doesn't even feel like real bread. It feels like fake bread. Oh, Thomas. I think. Wheat is the wheat or bust, bro. Listeners, as you are listening to this, I hope you can see uh, how incredibly wrong bro, Thomas is. Your losing streak by is his, about to continue, by and his it's not going to be close. Absolute, I mean, audacity to choose wheat toast over white should show you just how good my my brand my line of cereal is. Again, just to recap, I got tricks. Not not elite, but really good. Great. You know, not elite, but great. Did you did you okay. watch, did you watch a movie or something last night? I think I know what movie you watched. Oh yeah, What's is that? it is it the Lion, the Witch, and the Audacity of this sitch? situation? That was uh, that was funny. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, but again, to recap my team and how badly I beat you. Tricks, not elite, but great. Bad. Top ten quarterback. Tricks are for kids. That's only like, do you know how small your demographic is? Only kids can have your cereal. Number two, Crunch Berries, elite, literally trash. Elite, literally top three cereal all time. No, no, no. You know the Trash Pandas, Uh, the minor league baseball team. Their logo is the Crunch Berries box. Bare minimum, top five all time. Bare minimum belongs in a landfill. And then number three, Fruity Pebbles, again elite. Literally gets soggy literally before they elite. are even bagged, bro. Literally, that's not even possible. It is possible. Uh, that's you're how, just being That's how terrible dramatic. they are. They're Maybe so if you don't small. take 15 minutes to eat a bowl of cereal, they wouldn't get soggy. I don't take 15 minutes to eat a bowl of cereal. Anyway, I take 15 minutes to eat three bowls of cereal. Number four, OG Captain Crunch. Okay, yeah, yeah. Elite. Yeah. Again. No, no. So I got yeah. three elite players have, on my team. I mean, you have four. And then I have a great cereals. player in tricks. And then I have a pretty good player in Special K. You said... You said, Special K is not going to, you know, win you the Super Bowl. But you win a Super Bowl with Special K at your quarterback? No, you won't. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Special K provides you sustenance. Okay. So talk about all of these. Talk about your Pop-Tart Crunch has Except options. Except for Pebbles, because Pebbles are trash. Pop-Tart Crunch gives you options. Special K gives you options. They got chocolate. They got ones with nuts. They got ones with fruit. Special K is everywhere, baby. Special K is Special literally... K 
is that sturdy, reliable Jimmy G. Bro, That's special what Special K, K is. Special K is literally the third worst cereal to ever come into existence. It goes Tricks, Crunchberries, Special K. And then we'll recap Thomas's lame team. I got life, bro. Who doesn't love life? Life is boring AF. But it's life it's is special. Garbage. Life is special. Life is terrible. Life is you only get one. No, you don't. You can buy as many boxes as you want from. But Kroger. you only get one life. Okay. So take uh, care of it with life. Life, the cereal, cereal is Bro, disgusting. Life should definitely the hire us. The only to do thing, that after that. I mean, listen, I'm not saying you're wrong. The only thing, well, I am in the middle of trash in life right now, so maybe not. <laughs> but the only thing life's got going for it is the fact that it's a little bit healthy for a cereal. <laughs> only thing it's got going for it. Pop Tart Crunch. Now, goaded. I think the second best cereal on this list is Pop Tart Crunch. Uh, between both of us. Second best, Pop-Tart Crunch. The best is obviously Crunch Berries. But, but, I recognize my bias. I recognize my bias. You do have Therefore, it. I'll give you number one. Number one in the entire draft was Pop-Tart Crunch. I'll give that to you. Yeah. But it's your only elite cereal. What are you talking it about? It carries you. Cookie Crisp. Number three, you pull out Wheat Checks. Checks Mix, bro. We're, doesn't count. You could eat Chex, Chex Mix doesn't count. You could, That's like saying if you, you got Rice Krispies, Rice Krispie <laughs> Treats counts in your favor. It nah, does. fam. You can, nah, this isn't you, a snack draft. No, 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 no. Listen. This isn't a snack draft. Listen, draft. Linda. Listen. That's like saying That's like saying because Linda, you drafted Kyler Murray, you're not you got the best team because he can you're throw a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. Hey, I'm trying to say some words. You could technically eat Chex Mix as a cereal. You just got to put it in a bowl and pour some milk in. You could technically eat Rice Krispie Treats as a cereal. You just got to put it in a bowl, pour you some milk in You could technically eat Bush's Baked Beans as a cereal. Technically. Thomas. But guess what? That wasn't on our wheel because it's not a cereal. Rice Krispie Treats are not a cereal. Chex okay, Mix okay, not a cereal. Okay, but beans by themselves aren't a cereal. Rice Krispies are a cereal. Yeah, but when you put them into a treat, they become a dessert. When you put them in the Chex Mix, it becomes a snack. I'm not going to lie, dude. For, I definitely thought you were just referring to Chex Mix as a dessert. And I was like, I no. like where this man's brain's at. I mean, it can be. Muddy Buddies, dude? So good. But anyway, again. Cookie Crisp. Cookie Crisp. Cookie Crisp fine. Cookie Crisp is fine. But that's it. Nothing oh, better than corn fine. Corn Flakes is elite. And then you got Corn Flakes, which is... Elite. No, it's not. If you're calling Special K Elite, then Corn Flakes... I didn't call Special K Elite. Whatever. I said it's mid. I said it's the Whatever. Jimmy G. Whatever. If you're calling Fruity Pebbles Elite, then Corn Flakes is like the goat. No. Yeah. No. Corn Flakes is not good. Listen, I'm... Not gonna, good, dude. Not good enough to be a cereal. If you're not careful, our listeners are going to fine you for your whack takes. Listen, this ultimately, this is up to the listeners. You guys, people... Hear me out. Pick me. Please tell Thomas how terrible his cereals were and why I win. Let us know if you like this format suck. of the draft or if you like the other one better. Let us know. We want to hear. Uh, I really like this one because we just had to pull out arguments for our teams just straight out of our booty holes, and I love it. I won. I mean, you didn't. I mean, I did. I mean, you didn't even come up with an argument, really. I mean, just elite, 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 elite. It, it works. OG, OG, elite, elite, It works. Elite. It works in sports. It can work here. <laughs> Fair enough, man. But listen, we, we value you for making it to the end of this nonsense. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good way to put it. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, sports have value to our lives. So do you people.
And so does life. And so does crunch berries. Listen, wherever you are. Whoever you are. Wherever you're going. Whatever you're doing. I don't know about you, but, but uh, we're, we're just, just here, here so we don't, don't get fined. fined.